Good morning. The scripture today is Luke chapter four, verses one through 13. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me titles. Oh, excuse me, sorry. <laughs> and I can give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Laura. Uh, and band, uh, hey, everybody. Uh, you know, I was gone last Sunday. It was great to have a weekend off. And I wanted to say hello to all of you worshiping here in person and all of you worshiping online. And just so you know, if you're worshiping online and the screen suddenly freezes, there's nothing wrong with your device. Uh, the world is actually, the entire world is buffering at that moment. And it's been such a problem that God has scheduled a reboot and he's sending Jesus to come back and do it. So there you go. Uh, in, in our four sessions of reconciliation and healing, I know many of you were able to go and you got to speak up and be heard and hear others. And now we want to move more into the next phase of actually taking next steps to begin that healing. And that's, so that's what's going to be the next three Sundays. Not today, but the three Sundays following, 4 o'clock. And uh, you can come to any of them, all of them, uh, whatever you want. As I said a couple of weeks ago, and maybe you, some of you hadn't heard it yet, but uh, I announced that I will retire in June. And uh, this week, Trish and I are free to announce one of the reasons we are retiring this year. Uh, in September, our son and his wife, who live in Colorado, plan to make us grandparents. Finally. <laughs> anyway, each Sunday this month, I'd like for us to uh, pray this Sabbath blessing. It's written by Pete Gregg. We'll put it on the screen. Let's pray together. May this day bring Sabbath rest to my heart and my home. May God's image in me be restored and my imagination in God be restoried. May the gravity of material things be lightened and the relativity of time slow down. May I know the grace to embrace my own finite smallness in the arms of God's infinite greatness. May God's word feed me and his spirit lead me into the week 
and into the life to come. Amen. I graduated from seminary in 1981 with a Master of Divinity, and I learned a lot during those three years. However, I want you to know that I have learned vastly more about the Bible in the 42 years since then, and I'm still learning. Now, when you belong to Jesus and when you're becoming his deep, daring, daily disciple, you will be reading and studying the Bible the rest of your life. Did you know that? This is the second Sunday in our series we call Be Still. It's on how to have a quiet time alone with God. And, in today, and today's message is on daily scripture. And the key verse in this series is Psalm 4610. Part of it says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still. And that's why, as, as Jen was saying, you see this little set here on the, in the chancel. It's meant to portray maybe for you where you live, just a little spot, a little retreat spot in your, in your house or your apartment where you can go and, and be alone with God. Um, anyway, I'd like to uh, bring up Nathaniel Pittman. Uh, Nathaniel is a junior at Platteview High School in, in uh, Springfield and uh, has been coming here with his family the last few years. And uh, um, I remember Nathaniel a couple years ago and uh, you were in the hospital and we got to chat a little bit then. And, and then another time you and I were uh, helping to, uh, to wrangle uh, those giant uh, balloons for the Macy's Parade. Remember one of those? And we, you and I worked together then, and so kind of gotten a little bit acquainted. And uh, anyway, one of the, one of the things I've learned about um, about Nathaniel is how he is, um, you know, commits different inspirational sayings and scriptures to memory. And so, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about how that got started? I when I started using quotes to help me with my confidence and positivity and that's how I prepared mentally um, before baseball and I slowly started to go to religious ones and that's how I um, or I look at them every day probably once or twice and they help me and I can imagine especially when you're a baseball player and you were a pitcher too and you know, you kind of want to get your head really ready, and so you fill it with all, you fill it with God's truth, you know, and and positive things, and and uh, but you've faced a lot of difficult stuff in the last few years, and I'm sure most people here don't know about that. Would you Would you want to tell a little bit about that? I have an autoimmune disease called autoimmune limbic limbic encephalitis. I've had short-term memory loss, processing disorders, and seizures, and that has caused a lot of stress and anxiety. Yeah, I imagine it has. Makes things challenging, I suppose, in life and in school. And yes. Yeah. And uh, so, so these scriptures are and 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 inspirational quotes are part of keeping yourself focused. Yes. Right. Yeah. Now, how do you find these, these things? 
that you, you remember and you kind of repeat to yourself every day? I go on Google and just do a Google search and uh -huh. look through them and I screenshot the ones that I like and I look through them probably once or twice a day and they really help me and reassure me that everything's going to be okay and yeah. God has a plan. Do you share them with anybody else? I've sent some to some of my friends and my family members. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now, uh, I remember when we were in the hospital, you shared, when you were in the hospital, you shared with me uh, a couple of verses that, that you had, were, were kind of counting on and, and remembering and rehearsing to yourself every day. Um, and one of them was Philippians 4.13. You want to tell everybody what it is? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Very good. And then uh, another one was from James, chapter 1, maybe. What verse is it? Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. That's amazing. You know, God has given you the ability to remember those. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, even when other things are a little hard to, to remember, that, that's just planted inside your soul. Yes. Yeah. And um, so tell us about what kind of impact that, that saying these things, you know, a couple times a day, what, how has that made a positive impact in you? It brings me peace and joy. It reassures me that um, God has a plan and everything's going to be okay and I have a bright future ahead of me. Yeah. That is so powerful. You know, most of us haven't faced that kind of challenge. And so we want to, we all need to have that same kind of, of tenacity to hang on to God's truth and God's word and, and to keep our spirits lifted through that. So thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, again, thank you, Nathaniel. That was, that was uh, powerful. You, that's inspiring to me and everybody. You know, a few, year, uh, a few minutes ago, we heard uh, Laura read the scripture about Jesus being tempted in the desert, in the wilderness. And uh, this is a passage that is commonly read during Lent. Uh, so let's open our Bibles to that. We're going to go to Luke chapter 4. And uh, if you are worshiping at home, I hope you'll also grab a Bible and follow along with us. We're just going to be looking at the first few verses of this. Uh, but we also want to ask, what is the Bible? Well, the Bible can, contains uh, some important commandments, but it's not primarily a rule book. And the Bible has some valuable instructions, but it's not mostly a manual. The Bible has some uplifting verses, but it's more than an, a collection of inspirational quotes. Most of all, the Bible is a story. It's a story of God creating the world and saving the world. It's a story of God making humans in his own image and how we rejected him. It's a story of God not giving up on us and how he made a way through Jesus to bring us back to himself. The Bible is God's story and our story. This story defines us. This story 
claims us. This story lives in us, and we live in it. And Jesus is the heart of the story. And, when, and living in the story means living in him. One of our, our core values at Faith Westwood is being practical. And, and here's what it says. We apply the Bible to daily life and build Christ-centered homes. Not just information we keep tucked in our heads, but something we want to be practical with. Uh, John Wesley, the founder of Methodist, uh, the Methodist movement in the 1700s, called himself a man of one book. Now, he read all kinds of books, but he regarded the Bible as the book above all books. And when it is proclaimed, it speaks to us with the authority of God. Now, Luke chapter 4 begins with some tension. Did you pick up on that, verse 1? Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left Jordan, that's where he was baptized, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. So Luke wants us to be clear here that Jesus was not lured into the wilderness by the devil. He's not under the control of the devil. Jesus was filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit. But while he was in the wilderness fasting, he heard the voice of the tempter. Verse 3, the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Now, did Jesus hear an audible voice? Was there someone standing there beside him? Or, or did he just, his temptation just sort of occur to him in his own thoughts like it happens to us? Uh, I don't know. But whatever it was, Jesus knew who it was from, and he recognized the lie behind it. Whenever we are tempted, we need to ask ourselves, what is the lie behind this temptation? I think there are a couple for this one at least. Uh, the first lie behind this temptation is the idea that the father who said at Jesus' baptism, you are my son whom I love, that the father cannot be trusted to take care of him. And the second lie was that as the son of God, Jesus was entitled to supernatural privileges. Hey, you're the son of God, aren't you? Well, then... Turn that rock into bread. Make yourself a Reuben sandwich. Do something, you know. And how did Jesus address those lies? With Scripture. Verse 4, Jesus answered, It is written. Isn't that something? How often Jesus says, It is written. Man or a person shall not live on bread alone. Pardon me. Uh, this verse from Deuteronomy uh, goes on to say that we do live on every word that comes from God. That's what sustains us. That is food for our souls, for our lives. Now, during Lent this year, I am calling uh, all of us to spend some daily quiet time with God. And if you haven't been doing this up to this time, that's, this is a great time to give it a try. Uh, and if seven days a week seems like, oh, that would be just impossible, then try it three days a week, five, or whatever. 
And whatever you time that you have, there are two main components to a quiet time with God. Praying and reading the Bible. You can do them in any order or intermix, doesn't matter. Today, we're focusing, though, on reading the Bible. And I, I, don't wanna, I want you to ask yourself this question. What if I read a chapter of the Bible each day for the rest of my life? What do you think of that? Now, some days you'll forget. That happens. God's not going to be mad at you. Some days you may read a little more, some days a little less. I mean, that's okay too. But what if you adopted this as your pattern? You know, if you started reading the New Testament today and read a chapter every day, you'd finish before Thanksgiving. You'd finish the New Testament before Thanksgiving. Wouldn't Wouldn't that be a great thing to give thanks for? Read a chapter of the Bible each day for the rest of your life. You know, and as you, as you read the chapter, I would encourage you to, to uh, select one word or a phrase or a verse that stands out to you and just ponder on it for a minute or two. God, what are you saying to me here? Whatever that word or phrase or, or verse is, Um, We also have these uh, little uh, booklets of the Gospel of John. Uh, We we gave them out last fall, and so a lot of you already have one. But um, if you don't, we have extra. We're going to have people at the the, uh, exits today handing them out. Uh, It's an easy, and this is the New Living Translation, so it's a very easy reading version. Uh, And uh, if you want to take an extra one and give it away to somebody, you can do that. And if you read one chapter a day, you'll finish in three weeks. Might be worth a try. I know a lot of you have a favorite devotional book that you use, you know. And uh, I know a friend of mine has a devotional book that he provides him a verse for every day. And then he, he uh, opens his Bible and he reads the entire chapter that that verse comes from. And so he gets, he gets that verse in its context. And you know, that's so important, isn't it, to, to understand the Bible, to, to get some context, because remember what I, we've learned before, C-I-E, context is everything. When you want to understand um, a document, especially the Bible, learn it in its context. Now, as I mentioned before, uh, Trish and I have been using the uh, devotional app, Lectio 365, uh, A number of you have started using it too, and it comes from the same organization that the videos and other resources uh, come from for this series. Uh, We like to listen to the uh, morning devotion, um, the audio, and it's usually about 10 or 11 minutes, and or you can just read it because the text is all there too. Uh, We don't listen to it together, but sometimes then later we talk about it. Uh, one thing I've found, though, is that it's easy for me to just listen to it. Of course, my mind wanders. Sometimes I have to back it up. But it's easy for me to listen to it and not actually pray with it. So sometimes I just, when it's done, I just kind of stop and then really pray into it. Um, Dick Rasfeld, as a guy in our church that many of you knew, he, he went to be with the Lord back in December. December. 
And uh, he was in my, my faith group. So I got to know him really well the last five, six years. And I remember a few years ago, he said, I'm going to read through the Bible in a year. And he found some plan somewhere, and he, he did it. And uh, periodically throughout the year, we would ask him, how's it going? And he would tell us and what he was reading, what he was getting out of it. And, and uh, he, he kept up amazingly well. Um, anyway, uh, I realized in January, it's been a while since I've read through the Bible, the entire thing. So uh, I said, well, Dick inspired me. I'm, I'm doing it this year. And I searched online for a read through the Bible in a year plan. And I uh, found a bunch of them, but I picked one and, and printed it. And uh, so uh, I'm, I'm reading several chapters every evening before going to bed. Um, now, a few times I have forgotten or we've come home late and I was too tired. And so I just, I just read double the next day. Uh, this time, I'm using the New Living Translation, which is the same as these, uh, because it's a little easier. And since I'm reading more, it goes a little faster. And uh, I try to highlight uh, at least one verse in every chapter I read. Sometimes it's several, but at least one. Uh, just as a way of kind of focusing what stands out to me. Recently, I've learned about uh, the BibleInOneYear.org by Nikki and Pippa Gumbel. Uh, they are the founders of the Alpha course, which some of you may have heard about or you've been through. Uh, and uh, they have this plan also where on their website you can do it or they have an app that you can do and it's also free or you can buy the book. And I kind of wish I had started with this one instead of the one I'm using. Um, it not only gives you the daily scripture readings, it adds a bit of commentary and encouragement and uh, helps set the context a little bit. And it, it also has a shortened version in case the regular reading is too much for you. It has a, has a youth version now as well. I also got an idea for a post-it note prayer for you to put on your Bible at home. Okay? Just slap it on the front of your Bible. Here it goes. God, give me a holy hunger to hear from you. Isn't that a great, isn't that a good prayer to, to begin your Bible reading? A holy hunger to hear from God. Now, sometimes if you're reading a chapter for the day, you may go, okay, I didn't get anything out of that. Well, just read it a second time or a third time. Because once you do, God's going to start to bring something to the surface for you. And some of you might say, well, I don't have time for that. And I'll go, well, maybe you don't. But I do know this. We usually find time for what's most important to us, don't we? So the real question is not do I have enough time, but the, how important is this to me? And if reading a chapter a day is too big of a step for you, that's fine. I would invite you to sign up for my daily Bible and prayer text. Uh, about 350 of you here at Faith Western are already receiving it. Uh, it only takes 10 seconds to read. All right? You've got 10 seconds. And, and in time, God might create a hunger in you for more. So how do you sign up for my daily text? Go to faithwestwood.com. 
click on the watch plus tab or watch plus read tab and there you'll see on the page daily scripture and you can sign up for to receive the text at either 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. Usually it's a few minutes after. When I was a, when I was a young pastor, um, having, being really consistent with my, my quiet time with God was, was hard. I mean, some days I was doing it, but then other days I was not. And, and I just didn't have this rhythm well established in my life yet. Now, did I not have enough time? Well, I might have said I didn't, but I also knew it wasn't really mostly about time. And then I learned from some wise mentors that when you're a pastor, burnout is almost inevitable if you do not nourish your soul. I need to draw close to God daily. Only he can sustain me through the ups and the downs and the trials of being a pastor. And I can give you my testimony that he has sustained me through these 42 years. Author and professor Stephen Siemens says that when it comes to nurturing our relationship with God, we need a balance of discipline and desire. Make sense? We need a balance of discipline and desire. It can't just be one or the other. You know, all, all discipline, and i got to force myself. can't be all, well, I don't feel like it today. It can't just be of desire. It's got to be a balance of both. And if you're short on either one or both of them right now, I would say that's okay. Talk with God about it. Here's another post-it note prayer for you. Lord, give me discipline and desire to spend some quiet time with you today. And you can put that note on your steering wheel or on your fridge or on your TV or computer, wherever, and you can at least pray it or at least see it every, every time you're there. And, and it's not that, you know, it's not made, meant to make you feel guilty. You're just, you're just laying out your weakness before the Lord. You're saying, Lord, help me. I need help here. And if you miss a day or two or more, then don't, don't dwell on it. Just, don't, just, just put it behind you. Say, don't, don't punish yourself. God's not going to punish you. Just, just start over. Jesus said that listening to his words and putting them into practice is like building a house on a solid foundation. That house will stay standing when the winds and rains and floods come. But if you do not build on that solid foundation, if you do not listen to his words and put them into practice, it's like building your house with no foundation at all. And when the rains and the winds and the floods come, that house will fall. Let's pray. Oh, Lord God, give me discipline and desire to spend some quiet time with you today. 
Give me a holy hunger to hear from you. Let's pray that again. Lord God, give me discipline and desire to spend some quiet time alone with you today. Give me a holy hunger to hear from you. And throughout this month, I want us to pray together each week the Methodist Covenant prayer that comes from John Wesley. We'll put it up on the screen. Here it is. Let's pray together. I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Rank me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be employed for you or laid aside for you, exalted for you or brought low for you. Let me be full. Let me be empty. Let me have all things. Let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant now made on earth, let it be confirmed in heaven. Amen.